Hello and welcome to StarCast for Saturday, the 18th of September 2021. My name is Eric Francis Compolino, host of Planet Waves FM and author of the Planet Waves Horoscope here with a slightly late edition. I apologize for uh, missing Wednesday's edition entirely and uh, being late on today's. When that happens, uh, you can be sure there's quite a bit going on in my life. It was uh, a w wildly hectic week last week preparing uh, the October monthly materials. Um, normal business, which is uh, usually pretty brisk, and then uh, I uh, published uh, a 12,000, I guess, up to about 12,000 word uh, COVID timeline. So my uh, dad's other job is uh, investigative reporter. Anyway, you can find all that at planetwaves.fm. Here back with you uh, with an edition that will take us through Monday's Pisces full moon. Uh, but first, a quick recap of last week, what we experienced last week, all of that uh, concentrated energy and uh, seeming like everything was, uh, you know, getting shoved through a too narrow opening um, was the sun making a series of aspects to very potent distant um, planets. Uh, so that includes the sun uh, made a trine to Pluto, a quincunx to Jupiter, an opposition to Neptune, a quincunx to Eris, and uh, a bunch of uh, a bunch of other aspects. And so, what the Sun is doing is essentially condensing and concentrating the uh, en energies of the other planets. Remember, the Sun is actually at the center of the zodiac, and all of those angles and aspects are, are affecting the energetic quality of the sun, which it is then projecting back outward onto the entire solar system, and that includes the Earth and us and you and your kitty cat and uh, your, the flowers in your garden. Uh, as of today, Saturday, September 18th, um, the moon is in late uh, Aquarius, so we uh, begin of the weekend with the moon in late Aquarius, um, where it has uh, recently, uh, 1.35 a.m. Eastern Time. No, 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 no. Uh, that was a trine to Mercury a little bit later, uh, early morning around daybreak Eastern uh, Time, uh, made a conjunction uh, to Jupiter. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, the moon is going to be void, of course, uh, all through uh, the, well, the, the late morning, and uh, the early afternoon, uh, after which time the moon enters Pisces uh, at uh, 4.22 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Just to repeat that, moon enters Pisces, moon void ends, and uh, moon enters Pisces at 4.22 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, uh, more than that going on today, uh, the, the, the most exciting thing uh, and uh, potentially the most challenging thing going on today is um, Mars is in uh, early Libra. Talking about this last time, when Mars uh, or anything gets on the Cardinal Cross, it starts to make a lot of uh, what some astrologers refer to as quote-unquote hard aspects. I don't like to use that word. It's just too loaded. But what astrologers mean by hard aspects is that they are 90 degree or 180 degree aspects. That's usually the two square and opposition. And so when a planet gets onto the cardinal cross, which it is in Libra, it starts to make aspects to everything in Capricorn 
and uh, Aries and Cancer, and there is plenty, uh, particularly in Capricorn, uh, where we have this little cluster of uh, newly discovered uh, objects. Newly discovered meaning, you know, you know, past 10, 10, 20, 30 years. Not, not, not stuff that guys in togas uh, were, were thinking about as they drank wine from their lead goblets, but stuff discovered by modern astronomers. And there's a bunch of that stuff condensed in early Capricorn. And it all has the theme of, of, of family and where family meets society. So the, the aspect that, that, that's in effect today, the closest and the most uh, potent one, is Mars square, 90 degrees in Libra, square Pholus in Capricorn. Pholus, the second of the centaur planets, if you're a fan of Chiron, Chiron has uh, cousins and one of them is Pholus, the second one, discovered 92. And it's early Capricorn. And Pholus is the 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 uncontrolled, pressurized release. If you're curious about Pholus, somewhere in the archives, if you Google a story called uh, The World in a Grain of Pholus, quote, put that in quotes, The World in a Grain of Pholus, unquote by me, and you'll, find, you'll come up with uh, one of the best articles on the internet uh, on, on the effects of Pholus and how it just can get something going that just keeps going and going and going and going and doesn't ever seem to stop. And Mars is uh, square Pholus pushing on that quality and uh, in, in a sense running the risk of breaching uh, whatever little boundary or lid or bottle cap on the genie bottle um, and and so be cautious of conflicts that, that might emerge today. Uh, this is not the day to do things that are, uh, l- let's say, uh, socially reckless. And uh, I'm also very guarded about alcohol. I, I don't drink that much. I'm not a teetotaler. I don't mean quite that. But the the use of alcohol and the influence of alcohol on your relationships is very important to pay attention to that. And so we've got Mars and Libra square folus and the central metaphor of the entire Pholus myth is a jug of wine uh, that comes open and then like he, he, pure hell is unleashed and the war a war breaks out like a bottle opening a cask of wine well that's got an interesting you know mythological spiritual lesson in there uh, but but a, a, a thing is uncorked and the thing is uh, it's it's an ancestral possession. It's a it's 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 sacred ancestral wine, and the lid is taken off the urn, and um, chaos ensues, largely owing to the scent of the of the wine making centaurs drunk. So uh, there's a lot of caution around Folus, and 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 the caution is can't really keep spin control that good where where Folus is concerned, and. You have to be mindful that things can easily go out of control with Folus. And so be, just pay attention to that. doesn't mean it's going to happen. You might learn something. You, you might observe someone's conduct or behavior. You might make a discovery about yourself or about your family. So that is very much in the Rita today. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, Moon in Pisces. We're going to make a bunch of aspects to things in Pisces. Uh, and that includes uh, stuff I'll talk about that takes place tomorrow. And of note, the sun is in uh, the the very uh, late degrees of Virgo, moon in Pisces, 
Sun in Virgo means the new moon is approaching. Were I more organized, I would have began <laughs> this discussion by saying, everything I'm about to say is headed for the Pisces full moon. So now I'm, I'm uh, saying it at uh, 8 minutes and 30 seconds. Okay, Sunday. Uh, Sunday, 3.57 p.m., interesting aspect pattern um, emerges. Uh, the moon making many aspects, in particular a conjunction to the third centaur, Nessus, uh, and a square to Juno. Now, Juno's an interesting asteroid. Juno's a kind of a garden variety, I believe, asteroid number three. Garden variety asteroid in the, out, out in the uh, main belt. Nothing special. Discovered 1803 or four or something like that. Been around a long time, but uh, related to the Greek goddess Hera, famous for jealousy resentment, uh, and uh, scorekeeping in relationships. Jealousy, resentment, and particularly scorekeeping in relationships. So Juno can represent the bone of contention in relationships. And so when you get to that point where there's like the bone of contention, it's like, oh, maybe Juno is here. I recognize that. I read about that in um, an astrology book. Hmm. Well, you're hearing about it on a podcast. So beware of that. And the, the this setup is uh, a, a little um, disturbing in that first of all you know the moon in Pisces that's not given to the world's best boundaries but it's it's the it's the consequences angle of the conjunction to Neptune and the resentment bone of contention angle of of Juno so all these three points are in an exact uh, alignment it's at thirteen oh three. For Nessus and, and the Moon, and then thirteen fifty five uh, for, uh, for for Juno. So whatever that whatever that's about, it'll be interesting to see. One of the ways you learn astrology is you know you hear an aspect like this is coming, and then you just pay attention, and you notice what is uh, what's coming up. Uh, you know what's bubbling up. Uh, you know out of uh, what what I call the Rita, the, uh, the 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 great all that there is. And things just uh, sometimes bubble up out of there, and then we can see them. In astrology, oh, how about that? All right. So when the moon is done with that, the the, the moon then makes a sextile, uh, looking like at about uh, f- f- four or five o'clock, uh, four, five o'clock, to uh, all in effect late afternoon and evening to Uranus. So what that says to me is uh, take a fresh approach to whatever situation you might define, um, and Uranus wants liberation from. Uh, th- things that are uh, utterly familiar and uh, might be verging on antiquated and useless, but it's also responsible to you know take the lessons of the past for what they have to offer, so that we are not doomed to repeat it. All right. Meanwhile, while this is going on, I'm noticing that Mercury is slow and powerful. Mercury is getting ready to go retrograde. Uh, That is not until Mercury retrograde. Mercury retrograde uh, begins on September 27th. So that's uh, that's in um, about a week. From Sunday, so that that when you see Mercury starting to go real slow, uh, that means a retrograde's approaching, and I'm sure you've noticed things getting just a little bit wonky, unusual computer errors. The most important thing 
uh, to remember about Mercury retrograde is it's mostly about mindfulness. And even though there are real things that happen, uh, how we respond to them is a question of mindfulness and a question of, of choice and a question of uh, in, intent. And, and so um, re- remember that you're choosing how you respond to most things. Uh, this is going to be a deep retrograde Mercury square Pluto. Uh, this is the kind of thing where uh, truths that people don't want to see are starting to come out. But if you've noticed, there's a lot of truth coming out. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of truth coming out. So anyway, uh, that Mercury-Pluto square uh, is uh, is pretty close on Monday, uh, very close on Monday. And then the moon is conjunct Neptune. And then that moon conjunct Neptune is the last thing before the full moon. The full moon occurs uh, in the very late degrees of Virgo-Pisces, sun in Virgo, the moon in, in Pisces, uh, the, the, the alignment is uh, what is called anoretic, meaning it's in the very late degrees of, uh, of, of the signs. It is prone to transformational experiences, deep transformational experiences. They're not always easy. They often also come with a sense of transition and transformation and like, okay, on to the next thing. Okay, this is the thing that uh, that that is uh, that is happening and then very quickly after the full moon which is at 7:54:34 on Monday eastern daylight time uh, about 4 hours later the moon moves into aries uh, that's that's that starts a new kind of a new little chapter of of things and then uh, the the sun is getting ready uh, to be at equinox at a 90 degree angle to the equator that's the autumnal Equinox, and uh, that is what I plan to talk about on on Monday night's program, which I, I plan to have up right before uh, the full moon. Uh, let's see. the The equinox is uh, while while we've got a couple of um, moments here. Uh, oh, the full well, a full moon. We'll skip the equinox for now. The full moon tends to have this quality of bringing everything to a head all of a sudden, and so there's a lot of pressure with the full moon and. Uh, potentially sleeplessness and a little bit of anxiety, all that going on. So easy does it through this. Spend a little time outside. Uh, try not to hold people to, to too much. And if a situation is unfolding, if there's some challenging situation unfolding, with the full moon approaching, you don't need to push it along. Just let it, let it do its thing. Let it unfold. Let it become the thing that it's becoming. And then, then the first morning after the full moon. You just say to yourself, where are we at with all this? So that's on Tuesday morning, and you just sort of uh, wake up and look at your watch and remember what you dreamed and um, ask, ask the, the all-important question, where am I and what am I doing here? All right, thank you again for your patience with uh, the Missed Wednesday episode, and I look forward to being back with you on, um, on, on Monday evening Eastern Time. You may always write to me at efc at chironreturn.org or any email address you find on the website. Thanks for listening, and stay in touch.